Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Transparency Diary. It is I, JB, and you are now tuned in to episode eight of the Growth Series. This has been an amazing series thus far. I am just thankful for you guys as my listeners and all the support that you guys give me. It does not go unnoticed. But first off, how is everybody doing? Like, I know everybody is just eager for this whole quarantine thing to be over. I would like to go out to eat. The last episode, I was complaining about my hair, but unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, I have gotten my hair done. Um, No, I was not going to nobody's house or none of that crazy stuff, but I finally did something with my hair. Um, But yes, quite frankly, I just want my kids to go back to school Like, I have a four-year-old, and she is just taking over my household. Um, But I hope you guys are doing better than me in that area. But yeah, so we are on episode eight. Woo-hoo! I'm super excited. And, you know, that means that we only have two episodes left of this series, sadly to say. Um, We will be wrapping up with two more episodes after this one. But it's okay. It's okay, guys. We have a whole new series kicking off that I'm currently working on, and that will be launching the first week of August. So no worries, guys. I'm just taking a break. There will be many, many more episodes to come that I think you guys will really, really love. I'm super excited about it, and I think you guys will too. But um, yes, moving along in this episode, we will be addressing identity and what that is to us as individuals this last couple of weeks God has just been bringing some things to my attention in regards to identity and why it is important to know who you are which is why I am talking about this topic so yes finding out who you are and why that is important and I've kind of struggled with this in the past as well but I'm just thankful for deliverance and knowing God and who he is and allowing him to grow me into who I am. Because when you don't know who you are, you kind of make a lot of bad decisions in life. You tend to do things that normally aren't you. So identity and knowing who you are are very, very important. So I have six key factors as to, you know, find out who you are and how do you overcome you know, the confusion of finding out who you are, because it is a little confusing when you're on a journey to figure out, you know, who am I? What do I like? So I have six essential key points to help you guys on your journey to finding who you are. So key point number one is to sit with yourself. That means taking time to really get to know you on a personal level, your personal likes, your dislikes, And, you know, truly digging deep, asking yourself, you know, certain traits, you know, what belongs to you? What did you inherit from your family? Um, You know, just to get clarification on, are you doing certain things because they are you or are you simply adopting your surroundings? And what I mean by that is, are your traits about you and things that you choose for yourself Or are they things that other people have literally influenced upon you? An example would be, um, there are so many people, for example, in my generation who are pursuing degrees that they don't even want. 
they're in school, they're in college, they're taking out student loans, and they're doing it because their parents told them that that were that's what they were going to do. Like, I have a friend who wanted to go to school for arts, and he loves arts. He's a musician, he's an artist, he, you know, had this big goal of trying to do famous paintings and selling them in an art gallery. But his parents told him, you know, you're going to be a lawyer and this is what we want you to be. Um, so then he, you know, we have people in that instance, they go to law school, they become lawyers and then they hate their, their careers because they never really question, you know, why they adopted to what their parents said. They just really went with the flow versus saying, you know, this is who I am and accepting that, you know, I like arts. I don't want to be a lawyer and doing what they wanted to do and living in their truth. Um, and, and there, you know, that's, that's what I call a chameleon. Um, there are people who are chameleons to literally everything around them. They see their friends doing something. They automatically want to do it. Their parents tell them their expectations and they just, they go with it without questioning. And being a chameleon is kind of dangerous. It isn't even kind of dangerous. Being a chameleon is dangerous. And, um, being a chameleon, um, it allows people to influence you. A chameleon is somebody that I call, um, I don't want to say follower per se, but when we don't know who we are, that's what we do. We base, we base what we do on what somebody else is doing or what we see, regardless if it's on TV, regardless if it's, you know, at school or home or your friends, whatever it is. Um, so being a chameleon means that you are a person who is easily influenced by everybody around them without further thought or means of trying to understand why you're doing what you're doing. And an example of that is, um, I'm going to use myself as an example, because again, I've struggled with this and you know, where I am today is not always where I've been. An example, it was, um, for me, I had a friend you know, an idea popped into my head during a conversation with one of my one of my homegirls a couple weeks ago. She said she was going to take a class for hairstyling. She's a hairdresser. And the way that she pitched it, I legit was like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. And of course, no, I'm not. I'm, I didn't latch on to that. Um, but the point is, it was a great idea for her. I'm not a hairdresser. Could I have gone and took the class um, that she said she was taking and been successful at it? Sure. But for what? Why would I do that? You know what I'm saying? That's not something that I was interested in on my own. So that idea, it came from someone else. It came from someone else that I was in contact with. I was on the phone. I was having a general conversation. Um, she pitched her with, you know, her plans and what she was doing. And I legit was like, oh, that's a great idea. But it didn't come from me. So in situations where you feel like you're latching on to people's ideas or following suit all the time. That's a sign that you may need to adjust yourself within and figure out some things about you and who you really are. Because I could have easily just said, oh girl, that's a great idea. I'm, I'm going to look into that for myself. Knowing that I'm not a hairdresser, knowing that I'm not interested in doing anything like that whatsoever. And a lot of times when we are trying to figure ourselves out, we also don't realize how vulnerable vulnerable we are to other people and what they have going on. Um, so it's one thing to, to accept ideas that surround your own interests, 
But if they aren't your interest to begin with, then you may be latching on to someone else's identity, someone who is around you. And again, that's very easy to do when you are in limbo and confused and you're trying to find yourself and figure out what you what you want to do and who you are. Um, but it takes a lot of further thinking to say, you know, that's not me. That's not my lane. And I've been saying that a lot lately. I've I got friends who are doing a lot of very, very successful things. I have a lot of, of successful friends. And, you know, somebody will come to me and say, oh, yeah, I'm about to launch this business. And a lot of times, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, that's a good idea. Why didn't I think about that? But I'm looking, I'm like, I didn't think about it because that's not something I wanted to do. <laughs> like, that's something that she wanted to do. So why, you know, I can't, let me, let me take a step back. Yes, that's a good idea, but it's a good idea for her. So with that being said, um, we have to be mindful of ourselves and not to adopt people around us. And knowing who you are means knowing who you are individually, not based on your friends, not based on what they're doing, not based on your relationship roles, but you as an individual, Um, because when you depend on other people for an identity, it strips you of who you are and that it puts you in a position to be powerless because you, you, who you become is based on someone else's moves and what they, what they're doing and what they have going on. And that is bondage. You are now a follower in a sense. I really, really hate to use that word, but that really is what it is. Like when, when we start moving how somebody else move, we're following them. We look up to them in some, some sense, in some aspect, you know, and, and we're trying to follow and become what we admire in them. So yet I hate to use that word follower, but that is what it is. And, um, you know, when you be, when you become placed in that position, you're now waiting for the next move of someone else. So your identity is dictated by how they move, you know, but, uh, back to the topic, because I can, I can go so much deeper with that, but sitting with yourself also requires you to sort through emotions. How do you feel about certain people? How do you feel about certain things, certain situations, certain environments? I can't go certain places because I know that it makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't visit my family back home in New York because I know that it makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't feel positive energy. I don't feel love. I don't feel good vibes. So I don't go there. And that took me to identify with how I feel. And this may be the hardest part for some people because some some people we base we base our identity off of suppressing how we really feel. You know, I used to feel like I was a tough guy all the time like, "Oh, um I don't care." The the I don't care line telling ourselves that we don't care about something when we really do. You know, that's suppressing how we feel. And that that becomes a part of our identity too. How many people do you know who are in your family or friends and you know you guys argue or something like that or you guys have a disagreement and you think that person doesn't care and deep down inside they do care they just have adopted this attitude as being a part of their identity as a defense mechanism so sitting with yourself and identifying how you feel and not suppressing your emotions is also a key factor to you know, finding out who you are. This is also why some people hate not being in a relationship. Some people can't stand being single. Being alone means that 
there's no outside influence. So, you know, you have to take a look in the mirror and see everything about yourself that you don't like. You have to face yourself when you're not in a relationship because it's easy when you're in a relationship to blame other people for your shortcomings, for your flaws. And I've been there. I was there and it takes a big amount of bravery to face ourselves. So sitting with yourself and digging deep to identify your true feelings, not only about places and people, but about yourself. How do you feel about yourself? You know, your feelings about yourself are very important and who you are individually and essentially defining your true identity means that you have to look at yourself and figure out how do I feel about myself? That was key point number one. So key point number two is reflect on your past and make peace with it. Now, this is a very, very big one as well. Um, Who we are today, I don't think we really tend to realize that it's greatly influenced by our past experiences, how we were raised, who we were raised by, certain traits about us, like the way we talk, the way we love, the way we walk, even. Um, They come from past experiences, both good and bad. And I always bring up the fact that I used to be extremely verbally abusive in my relationships and I never seen it as an issue until, you know, later on down the road. And that was mainly because that's, that's what I grew up seeing. My father was verbally abusive to me and and in his relationships, he always, um, had negative things to say about me as well as my um, stepmother. Um, my mother, she dated someone who was verbally abusive and physically abusive to her. So I followed suit thinking it was normal, you know, normalize dysfunction. That's something that I talk about in previous episodes. Um, but it wasn't until I identified with how it made me feel personally to be verbally abused by my father and to see how it made my mom feel that I was able to remove that part of me and do better. You know, how, how can you do better if you don't know better? How can you fix something that you don't think is an issue to begin with? So when we say, okay, I act like this because of X, Y, and Z, it's easier to accept, you know, that flaw about ourselves and say, I no longer want this to be a part of me. And this is, this is not who I am, or this is who I am. And by saying this is who I am, you can also accept the trait good or bad. So making peace with your past and finding out the things that influence you to be who you are is important for growth and finding yourself. We have to go back and look and dig deep because there's a root to everything, good and bad. The way you love, there are people who have loved on you, who have given you an example of what love and care is. And then you have people who are not people who have given given you a bad example. So you move forward knowing that that's how you don't want to be. So That was key point number two. Key point number three is understand that everybody will not like you nor approve of you and learn to be okay with that. This is something that I have recently been struggling with. Um, And we tend, we tend to internalize the outlook that others may have on us. Some of us more than others. I've, I've literally personally struggled with this in the last year or so. Actually, the, the last few weeks, more so than the last year alone, I am a person who has built myself up so much when it comes to changing my ways and becoming who I am today. And I guess somewhere along the lines, I expected everybody to see me in the same way that I see myself 
with such high regards. I expect people to see me for my kind heart or my funny personality or genuine love as a good person. And some people do see that in me. I have I have amazing friends, but some people just choose to see what they want to see in people. And we have to accept that and be okay with it. Even knowing, knowing that, you know, that's not the intention, you know, it would just got to be okay with it. We're knowing who we are and who we aren't. It, it's okay. I've had encounters in these last few weeks where I legit questioned myself and came to realize that in these isolated situations, I didn't do anything wrong and I'm not in control of how others perceive or receive me. And that's really a hard pill to swallow when you want people to see good in you all the time. And I had to legit come to the conclusion that as long as I like myself, love myself, and know that I'm coming from a place of a good heart and good intention, then that is all I literally can be concerned about. That's all we can be concerned about. When you know who you are, you can't, you can't get wrapped up in somebody trying to convince you that you're somebody or that you possess a trait that you're not. And I recognized this a few weeks ago where I found myself just mind boggled with trying to figure out why this girl I know takes everything I say personally. Um, I had, it was an incident where I commented on a picture on Instagram and apparently it offended some people, but the crazy part was when other people commented the exact, I mean like to a T, the exact same thing that I commented, everybody laughed. It was a joke. It was funny. It was ha ha he he. But when I said it, you know, it was taken offensively. So I found myself explaining to this girl, you know, who I am and who I'm not. And afterwards, I was really mad about it. And it became clear, maybe the girl just doesn't like me, I guess. I still don't know and I still don't care whether she does or she doesn't. I just came to the conclusion that, you know, some people will see whatever they want to see in you. It doesn't matter. You could be the purest heart in the world. If nobody wants to see that, they're not going to see that. And that has nothing to do with you. That's none of your business. Um, but the point was, I know who I am. So I shouldn't be offended when someone who really doesn't even know me in the first place questions my character in an ill manner. Like, you don't know me. And we don't deserve to give someone else that power to define us and define who we are or devalue us in that kind of manner. Period. So knowing who you are allows you to not be subjective to the false projections of other people. Knowing yourself comes with a great amount of security to be unbothered by people because those people don't define you. You define you. So that is a very important key point when it comes to finding out who you are and knowing who you are. Um, key point four this is something that I'm a visionary. So key point four is literally something I apply to my everyday life. And that is to know what kind of person you strive to be inside and out. I was not always this way. I was not always a loving person. I was not always a person to pour life into other people. I wasn't always a person who had friends who can, you know, vouch that I am the kind of person that I am a lot of people had a lot of bad things to say about me I had some nasty traits about me back in the day and uh God had to wash my face with myself in order to change me and become a better person so who I am today took a lot of work 
And that came with understanding who I wanted to be after sitting with myself and realizing who I was back then and the parts that I loved about me and the parts that I hated about me. I know I was a good person all the time. I, I don't, I just don't think back then I had some life circumstances going on. So it didn't come across that I was a good person, but I know I was always a good person. And I always knew that I loved God. I always knew that I wanted to be a better person in, in some aspect. I just didn't know how. I didn't even know what that looked like back then. You know, there I'm from the hood. You know, I always, I always remind people that I'm from the hood because I don't want anybody to think that I'm some goody two shoes and I just got it all together and I come from, um, silver spoons and all of that stuff. No, I didn't always, I didn't always come out who I am today. If that makes sense. Um, but I had some nasty traits about me and I had to legit look in the mirror and, figure out, you know, do I really want to be this? And my smart mouth and my bad attitude was one of them. And that preceded any good quality that I had going for myself at that time. And it wasn't until I said, no, this isn't me anymore. This is not who I want to be anymore. I don't want to be the girl known for having a nasty attitude and a smart mouth, trying to fight everybody, always got something to say. And um, when I looked at myself and I said to myself, this is an ugly trait that I have. I was able to, you know, change. I was able to change that. I knew, I didn't know how to be a good person without saying that I didn't want to be a bad person anymore, if that makes sense. And I was able to lead with allowing people to see my great qualities once I said I didn't want to be defined by the bad qualities anymore. I envisioned, I envisioned myself as an outwardly loving person. And I wanted to start showing up and do that. I wanted to be a loving person. I wanted people to see that I knew I had it in me, but I wanted people to see that. So I started, I started to exert that. I wanted that for myself and anything that went against that, I had to change it. That allowed me to find myself. The best part is getting, getting honest with yourself means that you know who you are, you know who you're striving to be. And that starts to become a part of your character. And once it becomes a part of your character, it becomes a part of who you are and others know who you are. They begin to see, they begin to, to understand like, Oh, she's growing. Oh, she's not cussing people out anymore. She's, she's, you know, changing your change will soon become a part of your character, which will be an example and an inspiration to other people who also, you know, come from where you come from, who want to change, who want to do better. And, you know, you become a new person, you become renewed, you become transformed in a sense. And that's what I went through. I had to understand that, you know, I want to be a good person. I want to be better and just do it, you know, just, just, just become that transform into that, get rid of the old habits and just envision yourself as the person that you want to be in the future and work towards that. It's a transformation. Like, I can't tell you how hard it was, but it was definitely worth it. And other people will see it too. Like, you can't come to me. And I have a friend. She's also from similar background. And the way she tells me how she used to be, it's like, no. Like, no, you girl, no, you didn't. Like, I don't really be believing her. Like, it's crazy. But 
you can't tell me certain things about certain people and and that's what happens when you start to transform who they are exerts themselves and when you are clear on what kind of person you want to be that will start to manifest it will start to manifest in your walk and your everyday life and how you move and how you you know just grow in 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 general so you have to envision yourself as your higher self and start showing up as that person anything that goes against that get rid of it get rid of it number five which is one of the most important most important things that you need when it comes to anything in life and that is to seek god seek god and i live off of who and what god called me to be and who he told me i am according to his word i am 30 years old and i just started reading the bible about five five six years ago and i have still yet to complete the whole bible but the parts that i have read that god has led me to I, I I live by that. And after every broke down thing other people have deemed in my lifetime, I can't imagine basing the definition of who I am on outward sources at this point. Otherwise, I would be a crack baby still, a whore, a jailbird, all of the above if that's the case. So seeking God is key to knowing who you are. The Bible tells me that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a Harris of the most high, a virtuous woman, a woman with a purpose, a woman whose light shines bright and helps others, a woman who builds her house up and those around her who speaks life into everything around her, a life, a, a woman who lives a life as a servant of the Lord. I am more precious than rubies and diamonds. I am his And that is what the Bible tells me. And that is what I go by. I can't fix my mind on, you know, what my father said or what a hater said, or, you know, growing up what the, the, the kids who bullied me said, I'm what God told me I am. That's what I am. I am his. And when I got closer to God, every word that went against me, that held me bondage in, in self doubt and fear and feelings of low self-esteem and depression and just bondage of not believing in myself, they went away. They no longer existed. They went against everything that God told me I was. And once I started believing that and got a clear understanding that this is who I am and what you're saying is from the devil and it's a lie, I became free. No longer the, the shackles on my life from everything that everybody else said to me that was negative, it no longer existed. I became free. And if you were called to be a leader, you can't base your worth on the opinions of other people because you cannot lead in a space where you can be made or broken by mere words, mere words, negative words at that positive words or matter of fact, positive or negative words. You can't base your worth on the opinions of other people. If you need validation from outside sources, if you need people around you to validate you all the time, if you need people to like you, then you can't lead. God has to be the center of your being. So knowing who God is in your life is key to finding out who you are and walking in your purpose. Read the Bible. If you're not a Christian, read whatever religious book you look you look to. You know, I'm, I'm in respect of other religions, but I'm pretty sure I have, a, I have example cousins 
who are Muslim, I have family who's Muslim, they read the Quran. I'm sure in the Quran, I've never read it, but I'm sure in the Quran it tells you guidelines about who you are. So, you know, look for your higher power and what what they say in their book. What does it say in your book about who you are? Because I'm sure it doesn't say in any book that somebody, you know, if I w- was become Muslim, I know the Quran's not going to tell me I'm a whore or I'm a crack baby. So, you know, look into... <laughs> that sounds so harsh, a whore and a crack baby. <laughs> that's not funny, but that's what people, that's what legit I grew up with being told. I was a crack baby, a bad kid, and a whore at some point in time. So, you know, read the book. Base your value of who you are and who what who you've been called to be based on God and your higher power. Not the not the words of man, not the validation of man, not the validation of materials, none of that. Who God told you you was. And number six, you got to walk in it, baby. Walk in it. Own who you are unapologetically and be confident while doing so. Okay, I know I've seen a video and it was like the the the, the girl was so articulated with her words, the je ne sais quoi. You got to have the je ne sais quoi of, of who you are and own it. Own it, be confident while doing it, and be unapologetic about it. I know when this quarantine is over, I can't wait to make the moves that I've done set out to make. I'm, I've been holding myself back, trying to be, you know, poor Tink Tink, little, little reserved girl. Don't want all the, all the, the attention. Don't, don't want to be, you know, loud about it. And that comes from trying to prove that I'm humble. You don't have to prove anything that you are. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to prove that. So be unapologetic in who you are and be confident in it. Walk in it. Walk in your purpose. There is so much power in knowing yourself and loving yourself and being yourself and not apologizing for it. How many times have we we tried to apologize for making somebody feel which really is insecure? You know, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry my confidence upsets you. That's not our problem. Not to seem cocky about it, but, you know, we can't keep dimming our own lights to make other people feel comfortable. You have to step out and you have to be who you are, be who you're called to be, no matter who it upsets, because we're not responsible. Again, if you are operating from a place of integrity, a place of a good heart, a place of good intentions, you have nothing to worry about. You're not responsible for how people receive or perceive you. Everybody's not going to like you. And um, there is power in being yourself and not apologizing for it. It's freedom. It's freedom to live your life and live in your truth and embrace all of you individually. Individually, not in a group, not, you know, attached to somebody else, but individually. It is free to live in your truth and say, this is who I am. I accept me, all of me. Even if you don't accept me, I accept me and I love me and God accepts me. And my mom is a great example of this. And um, now if y'all ever seen me post a picture of my mother or if you know my mother in real life or if you haven't seen my mother in real life or on social media my mother has a a bright blonde brush cut and right now she has like a little square patch in the front I know that sounds crazy but my mom has had this hairstyle well she's had the blonde since the 90s and I used to be embarrassed about it but she legit never cared 
She's never changed her hair color and her hairstyle at all in nearly 25 years. And she loved it then when everybody else was criticizing her. And she loves it now, now that it's a trend. And my mother was the first person I seen, I think besides Dennis Rodman. But my mother was the first person. I think Dennis Rodman actually did it after my mother. My mom did it in the early 90s, I think like 92 or something like that. And she, she dyed her hair blonde and she cut it down to a brush cut. I used to be embarrassed. I used to be embarrassed that she did that to her hair. And now it's a trend. Everybody's doing it. And I used to think my mom was so so embarrassing, but it's so beautiful to look back and see how confident she was and how much she just did not care. She's like, I like my hair. I cut it short. I dyed it blonde. And what? Like, this is who I am. And her confidence has always been beautiful to me. Just to be happy with who you are is a beautiful thing. And that is how you find your purpose. Separating yourself on an individual basis. This goes back to what I said previously. Looking at every everybody else and what everybody else is doing. Trying to apply everybody else to yourself. You can't take somebody's skin and put it on yours. We have to stop doing that. We got to stop doing that. It's okay to not do everything your friends are doing. It's okay to set a trend because you like it. It's okay to be different. It's okay to stand out. It's okay to blend in if that's what makes you comfortable. But your individuality is why God made you in the first place. You have a calling that was made specifically for you. And you will not be able to meet that if you are constantly wearing the identity of other people. So when you find yourself, that very fact will bring you to your purpose. So own it, walk in it, and embrace it. And set yourself free. Living your truth. Seek God. You know, you we have beautiful things about ourselves that nobody else will even, they, they can't. They can't even begin to, you, you can't copy somebody's genuine heart. You have to have that for yourself. Your purpose, you can't reach the same demographic as somebody else, even if they're doing the same thing as you. So, so. Knowing yourself is important for your purpose. There are people who are attached to you that are not attached to the people around you. And that's important. But um, those are the key factors that I have for you guys. I tried to keep this episode shorter since the last one was very long. I pray that this episode and all the other episodes have helped someone somewhere. You guys already know you can catch me on Instagram. Excuse me, tongue twister. You can catch me on Instagram at Dental Bay. That's D-E-N-T-A-L dot B-A-E-E on Instagram or the Transparency Diary. That is spelled how it is said. And of course, we are going to close out with our affirmation. And the affirmation goes, I affirm, I am not my past. I am loved, I am blessed, I am growing, I will seek to get to know myself, I forgive myself as I forgive others, I love myself, I am who God says I am. I affirm.
Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. I look forward to giving you guys another episode in two weeks from today. If you are listening to this the day it releases, that means two Mondays from now. I will be dropping a new episode. And I hope this has blessed you guys so much. Walk in it, own it, seek God, get right with your past. Know who you are individually. Love yourself and forgive yourself. I am looking forward to seeing you guys in another two weeks. But until then, be safe and please social distance. I don't want I don't want nobody on my timeline saying and announcing that they got um the Rona. Okay, I, we don't need no Rona the next two weeks that I that I I put this out there. So stay safe social distance and wash your hands. I will catch you guys next time. Mwah.